Hello and welcome to the uh, BMS Karate All About Karate podcast. This is Louis Rossi and I'm with my lovely wife, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How's it going? Good, yeah. You excited to do this podcast? Yeah. Very excited. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about um, a blog today um, about karate, the gentleman's name who uh, runs this blog. Um, I'm a little bit of a fanboy. This is Karate by Jesse. Travels the world, writes about karate, uh, recently took a trip in China. Have you ever heard of him? No. You never heard of him? No. <laughs> a little bit about yourself, though. Have you, uh, you've, you've trained in karate. Approximately how long have you been training? Yeah, about 20 years. So you started when you were uh, like eight, nine-ish? Yeah. So nice. And you got your, I think, uh, third degree black belt. Yes. So lots of training. Uh, it took a little bit of time off, I think. Yeah, right now I haven't trained in... Well, two years. A couple years. You had a kid. That's a good excuse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about this uh, this blog, this particular blog um, from Karate by Jesse, um, Jesse Enkamp. Um, this is the 93 warning signs that your dojo is a McDojo. So um, Lauren and I, we, we came from different schools uh, prior to me opening up BMS Karate. And then that actually we actually met at BMS Karate. Um, now, the schools that we were at, they were... Uh, they taught traditional uh, core uh, karate um, with traditional values, phenomenal martial artists, uh, great teachers, um, traditional values, but at the same time, they incorporated a lot of uh, Western kind of commercial um, um, elements to to make their dojo uh, flourish. And they were very good at it. Actually, I learned everything about the karate business through my past experience with them. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, it's great, but at the same time, you, you look at a traditional school uh, in, in Canada or in the States, like a pure traditional from, from Japan school. And they have maybe 20 or 30 students. Whereas schools that incorporate these, uh, I'm going to call them McDojo values <laughs> have, you know, 400 or 500 students, but it's, it's, it's a f- funny balance. So we're going to be talking about our past experiences. Um, there are 93 warning signs, your dojo, dojo's a McDojo. We're not going to go through all of them, but we'll go through some. Uh, so let's get started. Number one, you wear multicolor uniforms. Did you guys wear multicolor uniforms? Yeah. How many? Oh, um, three. Yeah, we have three at BMS actually currently. You have white, red, and black. Yeah, we had blue somewhere in there. Like an instructor uniform? Um, no. No. Kids' uniforms were blue. Instructor, instructors were red. And then the head sensei wore black. You think there's like a like a benefit to, or like a, like is it good for, for kids especially to see that, you know, they have the color belts to strive for, or the color uniforms, is that kind of, it's the same idea? Yeah, I think so. It makes it uh, fun. So they what, have, what yeah. did having like a blue uniform mean? Did it mean something? I don't remember. <laughs> But I know I was cool. At BMS, we have like red uniform. Once you get promoted to yellow belt, um, you actually move up an entire grade of class. So you move from the beginner class to the intermediate class. Oh, yeah. I think we had, if you had the blue uniform, you were like on your way to black belt. Like you, you became a black belt member. Ah. Something. So I guess that's the whole idea of like uh, the gratification of, of achieving your goals through either a belt or a different color uniforms, I guess. Same kind of idea. Yeah. All right, I like it. Traditional, traditional um, dojos though only have only have white. But 
Uh, I, I don't think that makes us a McDojo. Maybe it does, but we'll continue. <laughs> okay, so you uh, wear a thousand badges or patches on your gi. Yeah. Your old dojo did that? Yeah. Ours had um, stars that came down the, the uniform, uh, the lapel. In the front? Yeah, mine too. We had stars too. We had nothing on the sleeves. Actually, we did have something on the sleeves. when you uh, They had like instructor ranks. When you hit a different rank of instructor, you'd put a patch on your sleeve. Yeah, we did too. Would you go to the same place? No. Oh. But we did that too. All right. Hmm. Interesting. It worked, right? Yeah. It worked. We didn't do it. Yeah. We should incorporate it. Mm, maybe. Advancement to the next rank is an expense. That's a good one. We actually don't, we don't uh, charge for gradings. And one of the things that we say is, uh, uh, you know, if we haven't, if we haven't hit our monthly quota, you know, we could just send 10 more students to their grading and then, and then charge them for it. Right. Instead, we don't, we don't charge for gradings because it's like, you're only going because you are absolutely ready kind of thing. So did your, actually the dojo that I used to be at never charged for gradings either, even black belt gradings. Oh, no, no. We charged for every belt. Not we. I didn't do it. But I was charged. <laughs> it was you. Yeah. <laughs> I was charged for every belt and my black belt grading. How much for the black belt grading for Shodan, for example? I'm pretty sure it was $500 at that time, which was like... Oh. But, okay, but what did you what did you get out of it? Because we'll say like mm. a traditional... Like even the JKA in Canada, you, you pay for your black belt gradings. So it's mm. not like it's... I would say this is not a McDojo like thing like jka does it skiff does it what, what did you guys get at your old dojo for that 500 bucks like an experience oh uh, yeah yeah it was an experience because they had to bring in people from somewhere that i don't want to say all right <laughs> um <laughs> yeah Shh, so secret. they had to come and then they held seminars i guess so we got to do that um and then we got our testing and like all these people tested us. So I guess we had to pay for them to be there. Oh, so is it like a proper experience with like people from, I guess, overseas? Yeah. Kind of. No, but yeah. How long was the test? Ooh, I don't know. Five hours. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah it wasn't that bad at the time. All right. So we'll, we'll move on. So uh, your sensei is a grandmaster with seventh done or above. Yeah. Yet is thirty years or younger. I think I think yeah, that's, that's a good asterisk. That's that's what? That's you. That's me. <laughs> I'm not seventh then. <laughs> You're not a grandmaster. You've been lying. I'm also not thirty years or younger, thanks a lot. Oh well. <laughs> you, you were when you opened up BMS. Oh my god. There is a special course that'll get you a black belt in six <laughs> months or less. Oh my god, where do I sign up? <laughs> special course that'll get you a black belt. Well hold on a second. So at at my old dojo it was I think three-year black belt, six wow. months or less. That's really short. What is that? That's like white, black, the end. Does that actually happen? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Not where I was anyway, or am now. Oh, number nine, NES. That course is super expensive. Yeah, like pay oh, sure. two extra thousand dollars and you can get your black belt a year earlier. I just want to just go on Amazon and get one. You could. <laughs> it's less than six months if you have Prime. It's the next day. Oh my goodness. If you were taught bunkai, they never work. Did you guys do bunkai at your old dojo? Um, we did. I know we do at BMS for sure. I think we only did like once or twice and maybe when we were black belts. Were you tested Actually, on 
I remember now. I had to make up my bunk eye for my tests, for my black belt grading. I had to make up my own. Oh. Uh-huh. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. It's hard, yeah. though, because if you're not trained on it, I guess you have to do the training on you your own. You have to make up stuff. YouTube. Mm, the wind, when uh, Back in my day, we didn't <laughs> have YouTube. <laughs> you're aging yourself. Yeah. All right. You never practice low kicks. That's actually that's actually a good one. I never. You're not allowed to kick below the belt. You know what's funny? We never did low kicks either. Hmm. Yeah, there were no kicks below the belt. That was a rule. Although sometimes against like pads, when we'd be holding kick shields, we would kick like low level kicks, knee kicks, and they would show the importance of it. But all of our kicks and all of our kata were like face level or hi- or even higher. We had really high kicks. Oh, we didn't have high kicks, but it was definitely above the belt. Hmm. Hmm. Did you like? Were you kicking to a target at least? Like you had to kick to the solar plexus or you had to kick to the chin. Yeah, or whenever you're sparring, no points counted if it was below the belt. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, it's all right. There are camouflage belts. Okay, that is ridiculous. What does that mean? Actually, my old sensei has a joke. It was really funny. On Halloween, he would wear a uh, army fatigue, like camel belt. Uh, I, I, I really wish I, I had one. It was super cool. You never seen one? No. They're pretty cool. Although they're doing this this pink belt thing, which is like, it's, it's, this isn't like a traditional McDojo thing. This is like totally off topic. They're doing pink belts. You wear pink belts. They're giving to like women's cancer or something like that. You buy a belt for like 10 bucks and like all the proceeds go to. That's pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah, That's different though. That's not a... I think they should have a cause for camel belts. Yeah. Just so I can wear a camel belt. Okay. Call it like the Lewis Fund. Oh, yeah, please. We need money. <laughs> There are seven-year-old black belts. My goodness, Luke can be one. Oh, man. Seven years old, though, imagine. Like, we barely take kids at seven years old. That's a good one, seven years old. Can you imagine? Like, think of a seven-year-old student. Well, what's the youngest student you had black belt at BMS? (sighs) At my old one, it was 11. Yeah, I think we we did give out an 11. Did we give out a 10, turning 11? I think so. I'm not sure. He started when he was three. It was like seven proper years of training. Hmm. But still, at the same time, people were like, if you're not 16 or 17, you're not getting your black belt. Hmm. It's one of those things, right? Like, I, I had a parent come up to me and ask me, hey, did, you know, if they're 12 years old and they're a black belt, they can't defend themselves. And I'd be like, well, can they just defend themselves against other 12-year-olds? Yeah, if you put, like, a black belt 12-year-old and a regular other soccer player 12 year old I don't know into a ring how's that gonna pan out Mm -hmm. I guess pretty well for the karate kid right Uh, speaking of kata there are way too many of them whoa that's not nice yeah so I learned like 83 katas when I had left my old school and it was like a badge of honor wow how many do you know Mm -hmm. 12 12 I don't know (laughs) We sh- definitely didn't. Yeah, because remember I came to, to BMS and I was like, what? We did these at Black Belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, yeah, are because, you doing them so... So in the JKA, they do Hian, Hian Shodan, Nidan, San, and Yan, and Godan. They do... Uh, I think Jian is like a like a brown advanced belt kata. Jian for me was a Black Belt kata. Wow. So the Konku katas, I know for sure, like especially in Skiff, are Shodan. Yeah, mine were Black Belts for sure. So we do all those... Before black belt at BMS. Yeah, Hengoran is our last, was our last uh, kata we learned before black belt. What? Just the hand kata? 
Before Black? Yeah. No, Beside Eye? That was... A, mm, I don't remember now. MP. Oh, that was Brown Belt. Okay, okay. So you got it. But still, that's not a lot of kata. It's like seven katas, you get your Black Belt. Boom. But at my old dojo, we did weapons and stuff too. So it was like... And we didn't do weapons. Yeah, no weapons either. Oh, so apparently I didn't need to know much. Maybe that's why... I could have been seven and got my black belt. Well, but then again, like your, your katas are phenomenal. Like you look at a, a JKA person or a skiff person who's getting their black belt and you tell them to do okay and go down and it's like perfect. Yeah, I guess. Cause you just perfect those few, right? Yeah. You're like, you're pounding those katas over and over and over instead mm -hmm. of like learning new stuff. I would learn new stuff and like my other katas would be like, I kind of barely got them. I've done them, done them a couple times, whatever. Good enough. Let's learn a new one, you know? All right, so the instructor demands respect. He doesn't earn it. That's a good one. You know? Yeah. yeah. You're making a face. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, there's some instructors out there who do that, but that's that doesn't mean you're a Mick Dojo. That just means you're not a nice person. I guess you can be a know. traditional school and you can demand respect, right? It depends on the human being. I don't think it's about your your school itself. Like... Sometimes we have instructors who come along who demand respect, <laughs> if yes, you remember, <laughs> and then yeah, they yeah. leave. And Absolutely. then, you know. Yeah, so it's not a traditional versus no. McDojo thing. It's like. No, it's a human being thing. Yeah. Uh, reference is repeatedly made to the notorious street and what and what doesn't work there. So, oh, it's like, oh, you know, street fighting, this wouldn't work or like. Doing this kick wouldn't work on the streets or whatever. You ever had that? No. I guess I think your sparring was more like turned into boxing style. Was that because it's like karate fighting doesn't work on the street, or is it just a personal preference thing from your sensei? I have n I have no idea. We did Japanese kickboxing in our old school. What they have that? Yeah. Well, Japanese kickboxing is like you know hands up, kind of like you're doing kickboxing, and there's a lot of like stuff thrown. There's there's like contact. Um, hook punches are totally allowed. Wow. Yeah. Whereas like, like back fists, we did a lot of back fists, you know, reverse punches, but they were very like lean into it instead of like big stance, like the traditional karate, like WKF style. Very, very different. You guys did like stand up and like punches to the face, didn't you? Yeah. But we got to wear like fancy masks and like helmet things. And then your head was just a yeah. yeah, wearing a mask is like an invitation to get punched in the face, Yeah, right? I was like a punching bag. So how, how'd you like that? It was super fun. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, you missed number 52. Oh, 52. The dojo has an official mascot. We, come on, we need a mascot, right? <laughs> we do, it's Lucky. <laughs> That's our dog. That's our dog, for those of you who don't know. He's, he's white and fluffy. Mm -hmm. uh, your grandmaster rarely teaches stuff hands-on. He has his assistants do that. Well, what do you do? I don't know, when you had that special guest instructor come from overseas or wherever at your black belt thing, did he do stuff on his own? Yeah, yeah. He did? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. But I mean, what do, do you do that? No, I, I got to do stuff. I can't yeah. ask my assistants to do stuff. Oh, well, there you go. Are you calling us a McDojo? No, I'm telling you you're not since you do stuff. Oh, okay. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> Sensei, when will I learn my next kata? I, get that, I guess that kind of fits in with the like you know, a thousand katas, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. When you buy the DVD, oh, like merchandise sales, like pro shop sales. Do you guys have a pro shop? Um, 
like we had uh, track suits and jackets and stuff, but we didn't have to buy it. It was just if you felt like it. But yeah, track suits. Yeah. Even traditional dojos like WKF, man, you, you come in sporting your, your, you know, Team Portugal, boom, Team Canada, boom, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not bad. Yeah. Like DVDs. Actually, our old dojo sold DVDs. I thought it was a great thing, though. I had one of those DVDs, and it's like you pop it in. DVDs of what? Kata. Like of who doing it? Your sensei? Actually, I don't think our sensei did the katas in the DVD. He just kind of got like his senseis. Like, I don't think, I actually don't think I was part of the kata DVD. Mm. But one of my, one of my friends who was one rank higher than me was in the DVD. She was phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I'm not holding it against her for being in the DVD and me not, but you know, that's okay. Okay. But I, that, this is also old. Maybe who has DVDs these days? Yeah. YouTube. You just go on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. What is DVD? Oh you practice harnessing harnessing your key power. Yeah. Key. You ever heard of that? Yeah. What what did they say? Oh. We never did that stuff. No. No. Although we would have special guests come from like overseas sometimes and be like, "Hey, if I think about you falling, you're going to fall." Oh, really? I didn't think that was that. I thought that was like your breathing techniques. Oh, actually, we did that. I know. That's why I thought that was was no, that. I think this is like I think key is like some, like it's your, your spirit, it's like your fighting spirit. It's like your... Yeah, your inner tiger or something. Yeah. I know some, some instructors like uh, learn about chakra points or something like that and like meridian lines and like demuck stuff. You hit the person here and they die like two days later. All right, let's, let's carry on. Uh, your sensei invokes fear. Oh. This ties into the your sensei demands respect thing. Right. Right? Because, like, there are three different types of senseis. you got the senseis who's feared, the senseis who are... What's it Loved. Like? Loved, yeah. And then, and then respected. And then the sensei who's respected. So you want to you want to try or th thrive to be the sensei who's respected so you lead by example and stuff, right? I have met a lot of senseis that lead by fear. Mostly the ones who are, I guess, I, I don't want to say, but maybe not physically fit or able enough to perform techniques to the ability that their athletic students are and then they just you know kind of talk down to their students and demand respect okay again it's the same thing ties in right uh see we're actually approaching the bottom here send students scream when they bow oh did you do that oh <laughs> no oh what do you mean scream yeah so like we when we would say us Actually, we still do it. No, it's it's no different. Mm. Actually, when we say us at BMS, we, we're pretty loud. Like, like Skiff, they say us rather enthusiastically. Okay, but I forget. When we bow in line, do we say us? Yeah, when you like bow to somebody or kind of thing. Right? Um. I guess scream us. Like, the, like the, the key word is scream. I think like at McDojo's, what Jesse's trying to say is uh, like they... They yell and it's like, oh, you have so much spirit, you know, or you're not yelling loud enough. Yell louder kind of thing. You know, the senseis can burn time by talking down to their students and telling them they don't have enough spirit. I've seen that before. Hmm. Uh, you practice backflips is number 93. <laughs> oh, I wish. Why don't we pa practice backflips? Okay, but I can tell you this. At my old one, my old place, we... They wanted to start like a, a demo team. And so they actually paid for a group of us to go to gymnastics classes. They paid? Yeah. 
And uh, we went. I learned how to do a front flip. Um, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm... And we used to do like... I don't know, cartwheels and stuff and like <laughs> fancy jumps. Stop it. And like fancy jumps and stuff for the demos. So they were like, fun. Like, hey, I need that. And boom, boom, boom. Cartwheel. No, no, no. Not in the middle of a kata. <laughs> before the kata, like to get to your spot. Oh, that's different. <laughs> or like during a self-defense routine. Like Never it mind. had like to be like super fun. Down, like, whoa, right? Yeah, that's all it was. It was for the whoa factor. Wow, the whoa factor. Yeah. The oh. like... That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a black belt and flip around. Well, if you look at like open tournaments. Oh my goodness. Sorry to cut you off. One person used to run across the wall. It was hilarious. What? Yeah, yeah. Like Spider-Man? Nah. Well, kind of. But he was holding the bow and then he would like run across the wall. Holding a bow? Like one person would hold the bow bow and he would hold the other oh, end so you were I helping so you him get some leverage. run across like, yeah wow that's pretty cool mm-hmm. and we used to flip over each other's backs i was very agile then but then your back gave out because now you're old yeah and i had a baby <laughs> that will be my forever excuse yeah 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 <laughs> wall running yeah wall running yeah beat that all right so at our next instructor training we're gonna yeah. learn how to run on some walls i think Sure. Not for anything. That's pretty cool, man. If I was I a kid know. and I saw some sensei running along wall, I'd be like, oh my God, he is the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. Like from the Matrix. Oh my goodness. Anyway. Yeah. So we'll do one last one here. If you make a mistake, it's quickly and often loudly uh, pointed out by your sensei. But when you make something correct, you hear crickets. Yeah. That's how you taught me. Uh, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible I know you didn't do that <laughs> oh man for, you, for real yeah no you didn't I feel like I feel like I do I feel like I have to especially with the kids if someone kid is being like uh, we're not talking about you at all we're talking about like stu- like youth children class students who are in class not trying at all I feel like I have to point them out like hey name insert name here bend your knee yeah yeah, but it definitely depends on the kid, right? Like, you know which which kid can take it and which kid can't and which kid needs loving instead and which kid needs you to point it out loudly to get them to move it. And yeah, it's, it's those kids with the ability who mm. can do very well and have great potential but are just throwing it out the window. Yeah, but I also don't think you would yell at them if you thought they would just seize up right i think you would go up to them first and say hey make sure you bend your knee come on what are you doing totally totally and then you know if they keep it up then you start yelling at but the crickets thing when someone does something really well especially if a student's really putting a lot of spirit and effort into it oh 100 i'm gonna be like hey insert name here yeah great job you look good yeah did you get encouragement from your old senseis yeah yeah one time i'll never forget we had a pre- greeting uh for kata only before our black belt and at the end of it he said that i was the one who was most improved and that i did so well and stuff how did you feel i well i still remember it 10 years later so it must have been good like this is the kind of thing that that senseis want to hear like 10 years later you see a student and all of a sudden they're like hey remember that one time you made me feel really good and i'll never forget it Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah 
yeah, I make sure there are no crickets. If a student's doing well and they're trying hard, yeah, you bring it up. Mm-hmm. Call them out in front of the class. What that what actually usually happens is when I call out one kid and say, hey, your stance is really low. Great job. The rest of the class. Oh, yeah. They're all on it. Yeah, they drop they're low like, too. like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I want to be next, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, this is a great blog. For those of you who have never heard of Karate by Jesse, it's literally karate by jesse j-e-s-s-e dot com he has a phenomenal blog he's been doing it for years he's actually traveling traveling the world now japan china all this stuff and uh, he's got a youtube channel and whatnot i recommend you guys uh take a look at it i've actually learned a lot from reading his blogs over the years so you know jesse son if you do listen to this in some distant future whatever thank you very much yeah lauren thanks for uh We're like awkwardly like leaning together towards this mic too. It's like a, it's a site. Mm -hmm. One mic can't afford two mics. Definitely not. No. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much for uh, taking part in this wonderful podcast and I hope to have you uh, in a next episode. We can talk about some other stuff. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. All right. Call me. Oh, thank- <laughs> All right. I'll just yell upstairs. No, oh, or, or that. Just don't wake up the boy. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is episode two. BMS Karate is uh, all about karate podcast. I'll uh, see you at the next one. Thank you.